First the Natural and Then in the Supernatural by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. There are many born-again people that have returned to their former state as Adam. Why? Because no one has taught them holiness. They have therefore become spiritual Esau's, forfeiting their birthright as new creatures to satisfy carnal desires. Another factor is no fear of God. Their shepherds have taught them once born again they cannot lose their salvation. Yet Jesus said plainly in Revelation chapter 3 verse 5, He who overcomes, overcomes sin by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. If they do not overcome sin, he will blot them out. Again, in Revelation chapter 21, verses 7 through 8, and chapter 22, verses 14 through 15 and 19, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There is no resurrection from the second death, and sadly many shepherds walk in these things themselves. Revelation chapter 22 verses 14 through 15 and 19 Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs, and sorcerers, and sexually immoral, and murderers, and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Now examine this scripture. And if any one takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. God plainly states in Revelation, we must overcome sin, do His commandments, eat from the tree of life, and not ignore any part of His word, to remain in the book of life. First John explains this matter very plainly. First John chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous, because his blood covers the mistakes of the righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The victory gave Jesus the authority to remove sin from us as we repent. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. You see, being born again gives us a brand new beginning. Sin is outside the new creature, no part of it. To be kept on the outside, we must work at 
or practice righteousness. When we fall short of perfection, as we all do, the blood of the Lamb covers those that are truly trying as they repent. The immature, through the grace of God, can ask for forgiveness of their sins and be grateful they are God's workmanship, that He will teach them and perfect them until they can mature, repent, and forever walk away from it. But to take God's grace for granted, grieve the Holy Spirit by doing things we know is wrong, makes what Jesus did on the cross useless for us. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 26 through 30 tells us, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Does that sound like once saved, always saved? But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries, a rebellious nature and lack of required holiness will put us at odds with God. We become an adversary. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose? Will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord, and again the Lord will judge his people. We surely do not want to be judged as an Esau. God loved his brother Jacob, but he said he hated Esau. Why are we discussing Esau, since he was Old Testament? Let us bust another false doctrine in the nose, so to speak. The Old Testament is definitely meant to be read, its prophecies searched, its warnings heeded. Let me explain. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 46 says, However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The natural was recorded for us, so we would have a blueprint, mental picture, or visual of what spiritually happens, or what is taking place in the supernatural that we cannot see. The entire Bible is to be read as it is the record of creation from its origin and fall, to its renewal and restoration, and again, all of it written for us to study and grow. Over and over God's prophets prophesied of things that would not only take place in their era or age, but also in the end times. Prophecy has a natural fulfillment, as well as a supernatural manifestation. With all this in mind, let us look at the Esau issue with the idea that his recorded life has a deeper meaning for our growth and maturity today. Esau's lust for instant fulfillment with no regard to the supernatural consequences is a warning to all firstborns, especially the firstborn of God's kingdom. Genesis chapter 25 verses 29 through 34 Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, 
Look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob for food. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Jacob not only received the firstborn status, but its blessing as well, and Esau hated him for it. See why this is important enough to have it recorded in the Bible? Because it is, again, a warning to all firstborns like the born again. Those that die into Christ's death at baptism and resurrect into His life as a new creature in the image of the firstborn of God must guard that status. They must not go back to who they were before baptism. They would be forfeiting their firstborn status and miss the blessings of the covenants just like Esau. Second Peter tells us in Second Peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 22 and it says, For if, after they had escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, A dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow, having washed to her wallowing in the mire. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 49 tells us, And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, Adam and his curses, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Don't ever give that up. We must develop the nature of Christ and choose the knowledge of God to govern your actions. Adam was perfect and in God's image at his creation, but when he made the wrong choice like Esau, he lost his blessings as the firstborn of creation. He and all under him received curses instead. All creation, man, animal, fish, fowl, and the planet itself suffered because of his choice. The new creature has the same impact, first in the natural, then in the supernatural. All creation today are waiting for the children of God that are overcomers so they can be restored. Romans chapter 8 verses 19 through 21 says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Death will not have a place on this planet. Closing Comments Do we now agree that being born again to a firstborn status does not guarantee our salvation if we willfully return to the natural carnal person we were? We have a choice. We must grow and mature as a spiritual being in the image of Christ or become as Esau, forfeiting our inheritance. As to the debate, 
if we should read the Old Testament or not, let us understand that Satan in the Old Testament caused Adam and Eve to commit sin that has had an effect on all of creation. Satan's fallen angels that followed him in rebellion had relations with the daughters of man, making God so angry he destroyed the whole world, all but eight people, with a flood. Man's language was forever changed as God stopped the construction of the Tower of Babel. Before the Tower, mankind all spoke one language. Through Abraham and Sarah, all the families of the earth would in the end of time be eternally blessed. On and on. Guess what? We're not even out of the first book of the Bible. We're still in Genesis. Don't you think it would be wise to study the Old Testament to be better prepared for what is to come? Remember, all things happen first in the natural and then in the supernatural.